Good morning, everyone. Jim Laird here coming to you live from Largo, Florida. Um, it's interesting. I was watching a, a clip from, uh, from Uberman, Huberman, Uberman, however you pronounce it. And um, it was very interesting because he was going over some some research that he kind of found kind of astonishing. And and um, it was about kids. They had two groups of kids. Uh they gave kids tasks and the one group of kids was, was praised with the, the, the reinforcement of, Oh, you're so smart. You're so amazing. Da, 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 da. And then the other group, they praised effort, which I have always tried to do that in my coaching over the years. I've noticed that um, just kind of incidentally, that if you praise effort and Eric Cressy talks about this a, a ton, especially with children, always you know give give credit when the effort even if the outcome isn't necessarily the best uh praise the effort and and sure enough out of the two groups the two groups the one that was told they were amazing and the one that was where effort was praised the uh the effort group did better and was more motivated and more driven over time so if you're told you're like the greatest thing since sliced bread you're so good you're so awesome you have a tendency to uh, get lazy, so to speak. So be careful with how much praise you give people. You want to do it in uh, appropriate dosages. I'm not saying you don't ever tell someone they're talented or great or amazing, but if that's all they hear, especially at a young age, it's actually gonna it's actually gonna hurt them more than it's gonna help them. So praise effort, even with people that. Uh, that aren't as talented. I really noticed that working well, especially with people that weren't as talented that were, were making the effort to, to improve. Cause you know, a lot of people it's really easy for them. It's really, you know, everything comes easy. They don't, they don't go that extra mile because they're just like, well, this is so easy. I'm so good at it. Why do I have to put any extra effort into it? So there's a little something for you. Today's topic, the benefits of exercise, how to create a sustainable fitness routine. I think I think everyone uh, can agree on the benefits of exercise, you know, improved cardiovascular health, mental health, uh, bone density, muscle mass. Well, it depends. In this We get into details, like what type of exercise is it, right? Um, there, there are some forms of exercise that might be detrimental to you, right? And so, you know, for example, if you've got like really horrible gait mechanics, uh, you know, running long distances is probably going to do more harm than good, right? So there is context to that. So there are benefits to exercise. Some exercise programs are going to be better for certain folks than others. Uh, and also the thing you've got to understand is, I'll simplify it here this in a little bit, but what you got to understand is what might benefit you in exercise for the, say, for the first three years might become a detriment. Say we have a female golfer who's very lax, who is super bendy, uh, has a hard time producing force because she's so bendy. I put her on a basic strength training program. We do some squats and deadlifts and things. We might see some dramatic improvement in the beginning because she learned how to create force and got more stable. Well, if we take that to the extreme and we keep going with that an adaptation, it might become a detriment over the long term. 
I think Tiger Woods is a really good example of this. Now, I, I can't for certain say this, but this is just Tiger, you know, obviously golf is a rotational sport and you need to be able to rotate through your thorax. Tiger got really into like military style training, really heavy lifting, benching. You know, I think he benched 405 at one point as he continued to go down that road of getting stronger and stronger and stronger, you know, when you're in a sport where you're demonstrating tons and tons of, of high force with weighted objects, you have a tendency to lose rotation. Like that's just kind of how it works. Right. So over time, tiger lost the ability to rotate through his thorax and through his, through his upper body, you know, and so he, he had to compensate for that by rotating more with his spine. And so I can't say that for sure, but that would be something I would, would say, like, you know, that probably contributed to the, to the nine back surgeries that he had. Right. So that, that's just kind of my, my example of that. Like, so what's, what's, what might get somebody better in the beginning might not always be the answer that you're looking for. Like Tom Brady lifted a lot of weights early in his career. And then towards the end of his career, he was really smart. He realized that strength was a, important, but it wasn't the most important thing. His ability to move was the most important thing. So he started doing some different things that improved his ability to move and, and, and you know, move particularly through his thorax. And then he did, you know, a lot of more or less unconventional things. But he understood that moving was the most, his mechanics were the most important thing and lifting heavy barbells and squatting and doing all that stuff is, is not going to do much for his throwing mechanics. Now, he did strength train, no doubt. But he did it in a way that didn't mess up his ability to get up over his head, which a lot of the traditional bodybuilding slash powerlifting exercises do. Now, what does a sustainable fitness routine look like for the every normal day, every everyday person? Now, <clears throat> I have the pleasure of working with a fairly significant group of people over a 20-year period, okay? And I've also worked with a lot of athletes over a long period of time. And so I've seen these things where people are doing certain exercises and they're, they're plugging along. And then all of a sudden that exercise either becomes a negative or neutral and it doesn't really do anything anymore. Right. So this, this can change. Like it might take you four years to get there, five years to get there, but exercises have certain consequences. Now the basic formula that I've seen that's, that's easy for most people to understand is moving every day. You've got to get down on the floor for five, 10 minutes and you got to do something. You got to do bird dogs or rocking on your back or, you know, uh, arm bars. There's all sorts of little simple things you can do. A down dog with a good rib cage position where you're not arching your back really hard. There's a few simple, if you go to my YouTube page, you fight, type in feel good circuits. You might already be on my YouTube page. Um, you're going to see some of the stuff I'm talking about, like little simple circuits that you do every day, take five, 10 minutes, get down on the floor, move around walking every day. We like three times a day, 10 minutes. That way you're doing some, some basic movement, some basic fitness type stuff. Be active a couple times a week. You want to do something where you're a little more active. It could be tennis or pickleball or, and, and it doesn't have to be played intensely. It can be just, you know, and then lift two to three days a week mostly for most people full body 
uh, and that's that's pretty much it. And you want to lift in ways that really reinforce the stack, which is the belly button and the rib cage together. And um, <clears throat> Zach Couples, who you know I follow a lot because uh, he takes a very uh, there's two two people I follow a lot are <clears throat> Connor Ryan and 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 Zach Couples. They both do a really good job of explaining position and how it affects your ability to move <clears throat> and you know zach and, and i agree 100 with zach from my own firsthand experience you can fix 90 percent of most people's issues <clears throat> just by improving the stack in the exercises they're doing and the squats and the deadlifts and the overhead presses and and modifying the exercise to get you know instead of doing like an overhead press where people are arching to go over their head you know you do a landmine or a viking press where they can stack you know, I've got some videos on my Instagram about <clears throat> certain, you know, you're doing shoulder press machine and it's got like a little bit of an incline. You know, most people will sit in there and they'll arch really hard. I'll tell them to go backwards and stack. And so that, you know, the rib cage is in a good position for the thorax to move. Same with deadlift squats. You're going to be able to squat much better if your rib cage is stacked with your pelvis. Your hips are going to function better. You know, your, your shoulder blades are going to be able to move better. And that, helps everything down the chain elbows wrists knees ankles all that stuff and then the 10 percent that you can't fix or manage in your training program that's where you send it to people like you know pt like you know bill hartman or you know i used uh dr dr sarah martin in lexington kentucky uh, a couple different physical therapists i used as well james escaloni was another one of them so for things that were higher detail that required more investigation that I just don't have time to do as a strength coach, nor would I, nor would I really want to, um, I would send off, off to people. I'd refer them out for that. And, and nor do, nor do most people want to sit in the gym and do rehab exercises for, for, for 15, 20 minutes. Right. And one of the things I learned from, from Sarah Martin, doctor, 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 she's a double doctor is the subtlety when you're working with someone sometimes a lot of people do like they overbear too much like they 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 brace too hard you know there's a time for bracing squats deadlifts you know things like that but there's also a time for you need to learn how to turn things on and turn things off and a lot of times when people do a lot of the breathing drills and the resets they they, they try too hard and it actually tones everything up too much it needs to be kind of subtle so that's something that that people need to learn how to do and it's much easier to do that in a calm quiet personal uh, uh physical therapist office than it is in the middle of the gym where everything's loud and noisy and and you can't you know you've got six people in there lifting weights and you're trying to supervise everybody so so uh, you know lifting two to three days a week being active every day you know eating eating a uh you know 80 20 where you're not you know you're eating good food 80 percent of the time you know obviously if you have you know fat loss goals things like that you got to clean that up a little bit and then getting outside you know especially in the morning getting your morning light the the people the people that i trained that did that basic formula over 20 years did phenomenal right and they challenged themselves it was never annihilation you want to throw a couple things in <clears throat> a couple times a week maybe you're doing some aerodyne that's a little more aggressive you don't have to do that much of it just enough to to push your heart rate up and if the, that's if you want to look good and feel good for the rest of your life that's the formula you know obviously if you want to look a certain way or if you've got certain goals that's going to be different but 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 that comes with a caveat that might come with some health side effects or health consequences not side effects 
there's trade-offs for everything. So if you want to be like 10%, eight, nine, 10% body fat, you're going to have to be a lot more strict and disciplined. And for some people that might actually not be good for them. A lot of people don't, a lot of people don't perform well at eight, 9% body fat. And the amount of work they have to do to be there is a lot for them. You know, a lot of women, once they get down below, you know, 14, you know, 15, they start, you know, they start having a hard time. Some women can run really lean. Some men can run really lean. Some men uh, do better with a little more, just a little more body fat, you know, not excessive, but it just all depends on you, your goals and, and, and the time you have for it too. I, I think, I think that's a, that's a big problem today. And, and that's, you know, one of the reasons so many people came to me is because I could simplify the process. Hey, if you walk outside, if you take care of yourself, you do a decent job sleeping, you can come in here and lift two to three days a week and get better results than all your friends that are in the gym six days a week doing a bunch of stuff that, you know, most of it doesn't even matter. Right. So, and then building, building a, a foundation and then having, you know, a progression where you're progressing for a certain period of time and then you, you switch your training up a little bit and then developing, I think one of the, especially older folks, uh, this really applies to, to older folks. What well, applies to everyone really. But one of the biggest things is that everybody talks about, Oh, I've got to get stronger. Everybody, you got to get stronger as you age. And yeah, yeah that's true. You got to challenge your strength, but you also got to challenge your explosive power and your balance. Right. So like, you know, <clears throat> throwing medicine balls with a step, you know, rotational med ball throws, throwing it in the ground, um, demonstrating explosive force is so important, you know, um, just doing simple things like hopping back and forth, you know, starting at the level you're at, obviously, but, you know, simple things like standing on one foot and just holding your arms out and just standing there and making sure you're not arching back real hard, but standing on one foot, balancing on one foot balancing on one foot juggling i mean that's a that's a really good one for balance and things like that i've had i've had older folks do that walking cross connects you basically are walking and you're you, i can't get my elbow across but getting your forearm or elbow across touching your knee walking forwards doing that backwards try doing backwards cross connects it's uh it's uh very challenging <clears throat> Dragging, dragging things, pushing things, carrying things, all these things need to be worked in. And it, it seems a little overwhelming, confused, but actually when you look, you look at it uh, from the big picture and you look at it in the form of a template, it's not that, it's not that big a deal. So, but that's why we have, you know, the fundamentals of wellness course with coaching. If you need help with that, uh, I can help you uh, figure out who you are, what you are, and what your goals are. Because most people don't even have an idea. Like when, you, when I sit down with somebody for the first time, I'm like, what are you trying to accomplish? Or like, well, I just want to be in better shape. Well, what does that mean to you? Does that mean playing with your kids on the, playing with your kids on the, on the floor, like with your grandkids? Or does that mean like running a triathlon? Or does it mean like, you know, running hundred meter sprints? I mean, those are all different things that require different preparation, right? And, and you don't have to train like a professional athlete to look good and feel good. Right. So that's that some housekeeping stuff. Um, basically, uh, our webinar this week's on testosterone. And if you're on the email list, you will get, you should have gotten a, what's today, Tuesday. You should have gotten an email last night, basically telling you about, about where to sign up for that. 
my apologies for our last week's webinar. Kind of the internet kind of went silly on us and we were, had to shut it down. We'll be redoing that soon. Um, and then tomorrow night, Wednesday night, uh, you'll get an email again with a link to sign up for the testosterone uh, webinar. So that's on StreamYard. We do those every single week. We have a new topic every week uh, after testosterone. We'll be going back to fundamentals of wellness and doing another blood pressure one. Uh, that, that's actually wellness sequence within the fundamentals of wellness coaching course. We're constantly adding new content to that. I just added a whole bunch of new strength and conditioning content uh, to, to, to what I have going on there. A lot of it was Q and A's from the, uh, the coaching call. I have a live coaching call tonight at six o'clock. If you're in the fundamentals of wellness course with coaching, uh, of course, all these links can be found in the link tree to all of our different, different programs that we have going on right now. So, but the big thing is getting on the list because that way, you know, if we ever disappear, uh, with the way things are going these days, we'll be able to find you and we'll be able to point you in the direction that that you know where we're at whether it's rumble or or odyssey or wherever else uh is created as things get interesting so if anybody has any quick questions i'd be more than happy please say hi you know like uh subscribe if you haven't already we appreciate your support uh, obviously we're not what you'd call algorithm friendly so we really appreciate you sharing and and, and tuning in and checking in so I'd be happy to answer a couple quick questions if anyone has any, but that, but, but the basic, the basic thing, you know, there's a lot of information I just shared and a lot of things to think about, but move every day, you know, and, and if you have, you know, I had a lady the other day I was, I was talking with that, that has some issues where she can't, she can't walk well, but she can do her recumbent bike. So you do that 10 to 15 minutes, a couple times a day, preferably you put that recumbent bike outside. There are people that are not qualified to walk. We're walking, you know, I recommend walking all the time, but, you know, Bill Hartman reminded me that, you know, he, uh, on one of his podcasts, he's like, not everyone walking is not good advice for everyone. There's people that walking causes the massive orthopedic stuff because of the strategy they're stuck in. Now we might need to go back and do some things with them to make it so they can walk better, but there are certain people where walking is just not a good suggestion. So for the vast majority of people, it is, but a lot of people, the walking with the way they're walking or the strategy they're using to walk is, is causing problems for them. So for this lady I worked with, the more she walked, the more pain she was in. So obviously, and she has some, some fairly complex medical issues that, uh, that I won't get into on here, but the, the recumbent bike provided her enough pelvic force support that she could, she could ride, ride the bike and be comfortable with that. So for her, that was, that was, that was a little caveat, right? So being active every day, preferably outside, um, getting down on the floor and doing something, you know, you get, even if you just, you know, even if you just lay down on the floor and you roll to your right and you get up, stand up, get back down, back down on the floor, lay down, roll to your left, get back up, you know, do that a couple of times, uh, on each side every day. And you'll, you'll see a difference in how you feel in a couple of weeks. Right. And, uh, and then do some sort of resistance training a couple of times a week. And when you're first starting, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. You just body weight stuff. And then obviously you want to, uh, you want to build on that. And then I will say <clears throat> you want to do stuff and you got to be careful. If you're someone like Dr. Stillman who over rotates, 
you got to be a little careful with with how far you take this but for somebody like me who's really stiff and naturally a more stiff uh, wider structure you want to incorporate things into your training where you're alternating so like say you're doing dumbbell presses i like it when people lie on the floor so they're not arching most everything in like bodybuilding and powerlifting is both arms together there's no shifting of pressure so you want to at least add some things where you're basically <clears throat> pressing alternating side to side i have some videos on youtube about that where i'm doing you know we're doing alternating i have a, a, a cable machine where we do alternating pull downs you know we're doing rows we're going through the full range of motion without arching the back we're reaching a lot of people you know they do push-ups they just real short want to make sure you're stacked you want to make sure you get some movement of the shoulder blades and the thorax into your training and shifting pressure from side to side so that you're not building this like fire hydrant so to speak shannon says i lift full body three days a week how long should i how long should i be lifting per day well that all depends shannon on uh, what your program's doing, what your program goal is. I like to pair things together. So like <clears throat> say somebody's doing squats, I will pair that with like a floor press on their back. So it's nice and flat. And I've done this for years. Uh, I will do alternating floor presses in between that being on the, on the back with being on the floor with your, with, with your back, nice and flat, that kind of reminds the body to get the rib cage in the pelvis in a good position. Go, you go back to the squat. It kind of reinforces that position and you do it at a decent pace. You're not in a hurry. You know, it's not like a race, but you know, while you're resting for your squat, you can do some presses, you know, that cuts down on time. And then you say you're doing after your squats, you're doing step ups and you could do, uh, you know, step ups pair, you know, do Zertra step ups where you're holding the weight here. And you could do that with, uh, with some, you know, seated pull downs, you know, and that's, you get the idea. And then you would do, say you're doing, uh, uh say after that, you're doing single leg glute bridges, uh, paired with, you could do uh, dumbbell carry, or you could do bear crawls, something like that, uh, that generally back and forth, something like that. And I, I can get most people done depending on the fitter they are, obviously the more they're going to have to do, uh, the less prepared they are, the, the less they're going to need to do. But a lot of what they're going to need to do in the beginning is building the capacity to do more, right? So it's going to depend on who they are. But I can generally get most people warmed up. Warm up generally takes, you know, you know, three to five minutes, a little bit of mini circuits on the floor, a little bit of extended warm up. That usually takes about 15 minutes. The actual workout generally for most people, depending on how much weight they're lifting and all those things, generally you're looking at 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. And then you got enough time for five, 10 minute cool down or con conditioning finisher, I call it. Most people I can get through in an hour, but depending on one, uh, how much chatting there is. You know, I trained large groups of women for a long time. And a lot of what I had to do was be like, okay, ladies, we got to do some work today. You know, we can't just sit here and chat about, you know, whatever you watched on TV last night or whatever you saw on Instagram or whatever else, which, which is fine. Um, so, you know. But generally, you should be able to get in and out of the gym in, in no more than an hour and 15 minutes, uh, especially if you're efficient. And I know that's hard for a lot of uh, gyms. You know, we work out in commercial gyms around here in Tampa and in the Tampa area, Largo area. <clears throat> Man, it, it's insane. Like, I was so spoiled having my own facility. 
you know, equipment availability and all that sort of stuff, but you can get really creative with things. Um, it's really actually fun going to the gym because I kind of have an idea what we're going to do, but then I get to the gym and it's like, and I did this for years too when I was training, uh, you know, people at uh, Lexington Athletic Club. Uh, you never knew what equipment was going to be available to you. So you kind of had to have a template in your head and then you kind of had to have replacements and then you'd have replacement workouts. You're like, okay, when, you know, when I worked at LAC, uh, they had like a, a thing next door called kids place, which is like this giant, like indoor obstacle course. So basically on certain days when, uh, you know, when certain piece of equipment or to just kind of break up boredom for some, you know, clients getting kind of in a rut, uh, or they get bored or I get bored. Usually the trainer gets bored before the client does. Um, we would go next door and, and run them through, you know, run them through this obstacle course that had like a rope, a rope ladder and had all sorts of fun things that we used to do with people. You know, they had this one tower where you would crawl through the tower and then you'd slide back down. It was really good. You have to move in all sorts of weird ways. But I just took a really simple answer and made it really long. That's typically what I do. But uh, yeah, you should be, you know, an hour, hour and a half at the most, depending on how efficient you are. And um, that's really, you should be able to get all that done fairly quickly. And, uh, you know, one day should be, you know, like one day should be, I like to do like uh, one day, some sort of squatting motion. Um, and then <clears throat> one day, you know, you'll do like all the, you know, say you're doing pull downs in that workout and say you're doing some sort of pressing uh, you do like and then i like to do a conditioning day in there where i'm doing some dragging and pushing so on monday you could do your squat type day and, and then <clears throat> wednesday would be like dragging pushing sleds throwing med balls things like that uh, maybe some 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 aerodyne bike conditioning and then the, the friday would be like your hinge movement or your deadlift type type movements with lunges with you know if you did pull downs the last time you're doing rows uh, you know, if you did, uh, if you did flat presses, you're going to be doing, you know, um, maybe incline type stuff. Uh, but that, that's kind of how I, I approach things at a 50,000, hundred thousand foot view. But, you know, if you're in the gym for hours and hours and hours, you can definitely make that more efficient. Cause most people, the reason people came to me is cause they got results with less time and, and you know, and, and that's allows them to have more free time to be with their family and do all the things that they want to do because the last thing you know we want people to live lives unless fitness is like your whole life which you know for some people it is and that's totally fine if that's up to you but we don't want you to be um be in the gym so much that you don't enjoy yourself you don't get to spend time with your family and friends because that's super super important for overall you know healthy lifestyle and <clears throat> that's why busy people for years hired me to work with them, the accountability, and then, you know, getting them faster results uh, in less time. So thanks for checking in and uh, saying hi today. I appreciate the question, Shannon. And I hope you guys have a, have a wonderful day and I'll see you back here tomorrow.